Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you. Tony and I talk on this show all the time about home improvement and things you can do around your house, and today is no exception. We are going to be talking about some modern upgrades for your home. By the time we get done, we will have drawn a picture for you of a home that would fit right into the show the Jetsons. <laughs> Actually, one of the things on my list is a uh, a maid, a robot maid. A robo-maid? A robo-maid. Is there even such a thing yet? I don't know, but as long as we stay away from the iRobot version of the robo-maid, I don't need a robo-maid that wants to take over my life. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a robo-maid every day. Well, you have a Roomba. Right? Don't That's you have right. A Roomba? I do. Yes, but it does not have legs, arms, or a head. It just has wheels and it rolls on the ground. But yeah, it does a good job. I just see all the videos online of the little Roombas rolling around people's houses with the cats sitting on them. You yeah. ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. It is actually a great tool. I really enjoy it. It uh, it will vacuum my floor in the middle of the night, and uh, I am unaffected by the fact that it's working and my floor is always clean. I love that. Well, I tell you what, that is a very Modern upgrade for any home is a electric robot. I mean, vacuum anything, cleaner. Anything you say, robot. Yeah, robot. Yeah, robot it is, vacuum. Cleaner. It is robotic. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it uh, it memorizes the you know the your room and the places where it goes and uh, and it goes in the same direction you know kind of all the time. So it's uh, it's pretty efficient. I feel like. And now, uh, the one that we have, which is older. It has a small reservoir for dirt that it brings off of the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And so it fills up pretty quickly if if uh, you don't run it every single day, right? Um, but now they have them with a tower, and it parks un- um, under a tower, and the tower actually extracts all of the dirt from the vacuum itself up into the tower, so it holds more before it has to be emptied, which is very nice. They also make those vacuums that... That wash the floor, right? They oh, like a mop, like a mop, yeah, like a robo mop, uh, and which is also very cool if you have hardwood floors or um, luxury vinyl tile, for example. Then um, that's a very cool thing too. I haven't actually seen one of those work, but I think uh, there may be an opportunity to put one of those to work at my house. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I want one. I mean, it's just one of those things. We have hardwood floors throughout our entire house, so constantly you see those dust bunnies just, just collecting in areas sure. you're like how did that get there yeah where did I that just, just come vacuumed. from <laughs> so to have it do it every day by itself would be amazing but i'll tell you what since we're talking about the floors and dust bunnies i'll tell you what it is a lot nicer to have a dust bunny sweeping across the floor that you can see and grab and toss than to have carpet in a lot of places and not be able to see it. Carpet has a ten- tendency to pull in dirt and hair and lint and all of those particles and stuff, and then store it away, making it difficult to get rid of. So um, seeing it right on the top of the floor 
for me is nice because there's none of there's nothing in there that is out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something about knowing what's there and being able to see it and being able to remove it easily and know that there's nothing hiding in the floor, in that giant filter that we call a carpet. I know. That is one of the uh, the grossest things we talk about is the the biggest air filter in your home is actually your carpet. Right. You know, it's uh, the, the pad and the carpet. It's You're supposed to wash it. What do they, they recommend? Carpet cleaning at least once a year. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It's definitely not happening in most places. It's not happening as often as it should. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's jump into this. This uh, this We've got, we've got a huge list of things uh, that we've compiled that we're going to call the, the modern upgrades. So if there's some upgrades that you would do to your house to bring it out of the past, this is going to be on this list. So let's start in the kitchen, Tony. That's kind of one of the rooms in the house that is... Uh, probably the most popular. It's the the heart of the kitchen. Or, I'm sorry, the heart of the home is in the kitchen. Uh, I like to think of this. At, the first one on our list is on the lower cabinets, drawers, drawers yeah. instead of lower cabinets, or uh, sorry, drawers instead of shelves. Right. How often have you gotten down? You have to get on your hands and knees and move things around and. And, and try and dig something off a shelf on the bottom cabinet in, in your old in my old kitchen that's how it was and that was miserable and do you know why we don't generally have drawers that are low do you know why no why because until recently and I'm, I'm say recently that's a relative term you know um, obviously when I say recently it could be in the last 10 or 20 years or whatever but for as long as this has been happening the reason why we don't have drawers low, it's because drawers only come out halfway. And trying to dig through the back of a drawer that's four inches off of the floor is very difficult. So we didn't use drawers down low. We used doors and doors that hid shelves. But now, none of those things are true anymore. It's full, all changed. Yeah, full extension drawer slides. And, you know, that's actually the next thing on my list. Oh, it is? is <laughs> <laughs> because... Just like you said, the, the the old drawers where you could only pull them out halfway, and then you have to kind of lift them up and pull them all the way out, but then they would just fall out. Full extension drawer slides allow you to take a drawer, no matter what, and pull it all the way out so you can see what's in it from front to back. And that is, I don't know when they were invented, really. I mean, it's got to be within the last 30 years. Oh, for sure. Or more, but it's uh, they've become commonplace, and using them on the lower cabs with full extension drawer slides is amazing. So, and here's here's the next thing. Um nowadays, it's not doors or drawers. Now, it's doors with drawers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah, full you extension drawers that are behind doors. So when you're looking at the cabinet today and you see doors on the bottom cabinets, it's not necessarily shelves. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it's not going to be. Yeah. If if the person who is building that home or doing that renovation has done their homework, they will be putting full extension drawers behind doors. I will say the only, probably the only negative I could say about drawers behind doors on our lower cabinets in our kitchen is that the, there's a lot of wasted space in there. That's the only thing I could probably say. There, you know, you're limited because your your drawer takes up height and it takes up width. 
you know, the way our cabinets were designed, you know, there's a lot of just empty space in there that just can't be utilized. But the space that we do have can be fully utilized. Right. So you're not losing anything in the back of cabinetry. Right. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Well, you know, in this day and age, also, we are finding more and more minimalist, right? Less less people are keeping all of their stuff and they're trying to keep less stuff so a little less space actually is not a bad thing as long as it's convenient we actually have to take a break when we come back more modernizing your home you're listening to tony core your week in warriors don't go away Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about modern upgrades for your home. And uh, we kind of started in the kitchen where we started talking about full extension drawer slides uh, in your lower cabinets, but also full extension drawer slides everywhere. Right. I have a pantry that we built into my uh, kitchen that we remodeled several years ago. And in that pantry, it used to be just be tall this tall, you know, quad door thing with just full of shelves, you know, and it was so much stuff in there, but we replaced all the lowers with these full extension drawers. It is so much nicer to be able to stack things in there, pull it out, see exactly what you have. Super nice. That's a very good modern upgrade. Uh, the next one on my list, Tony, soft close hinges. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like they are a must. Where, have, I go- where have they been all my life? <laughs> Whenever I go somewhere and I close it, uh, like a cabinet door if I'm at a friend's house and I close the door and it slams I'm like oh man it catches me off guard because yeah, I'm like, used to how it. old is this house <laughs> dude upgrade your kitchen yeah soft close hinges if uh, if you have existing cabinets with you know non soft close hinges you can buy add-ons you can just buy a soft close hinge and it attaches to almost there. there's a soft close hinge for any door style Really? Yeah. So uh, it's definitely worth the investment, in my opinion, at least on the doors that you use a ton, I guess I would say. Here's another one. This is actually a a fairly simple job. If you have hardware on your doors and drawers that is outdated, antique bronze, sort of scrolled into a floral daisy sort of shape, right, that's... uh, Got more skin cells on it than uh, than it should have. Uh, may, updating your hardware, modern hardware, long, sleek lines, you know, chunky sort of heavy duty hardware that can really change the look of your kitchen as well. So just just upgrading your hardware can modernize your kitchen. Yeah, one thing about updating your hardware, people get a lot of uh, they probably get scared of pulling off old hardware and finding something to match exactly. Because if you have a pull handle that is, you know, two and a quarter or three inches wide, you know, you kind of have to find something that matches exactly, right? Because the holes are there. Well, don't be afraid 
that if you absolutely can't find anything that you like, you can fill old the, the holes in cabinets and get it to match pretty close. If it's wood, you can get color-matched wood filler. Uh, you can get color-matched wood filler pens, so you can fill it with putty and then color it over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not out of the question. Um, you you might be able to still see the holes there if you really look, but if you have painted cabinets, it's even better because you can fill those up and then just touch them up, paint color with color-matched paint. Yep. Um, so it's not not terrible. I agree. You're absolutely right. It's uh, It can really change the look of your kitchen for yeah. sure. One thing too, Tony, along those same lines, uh, this is kind of one of those remodeling your kitchen on a budget, is if you have a kitchen with cabinetry that is in great shape, but the cabinet faces are look a little dated, you can uh, you can take them off and replace them. You could just replace the cabinet door faces, and then you can choose your own cabinetry hardware or whatever you want. But that's kind of a, a nice thing to do on a budget because it you know you're not tearing out your entire kitchen. You're only buying maybe you know fifteen twenty door and drawer fronts. Right. Yeah. Another really um, great way to modernize your kitchen, for example, since that's the room that we're in, is with a solid surface countertop. I feel like I feel like Corey that it's been a long time since people were installing f- Formica or Wilson Art, um, but a um, what what do they call what is that? I I think I'm thinking of brand names, but what do we call that? Laminate. Yeah, countertop. laminate, high-pressure laminate. Yeah, la- laminate countertop. I mean, I feel like it's been a long time since that was happening, but I'm in houses all the time that still have that in there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the thing about high-pressure laminate is it's inexpensive, and it it is it does a good job. It looks good. They have all kinds of new colors that are out. It's still being used. It's still being used. Um, in the, new construction. The downsides of it are that, you know, you can't, It's it's not as rugged as quartz or granite or, or something like that, where you can't put any sort of hot pan or anything on it. Um, it scratches easily or easier, you know, than, than quartz or granite. So, you know, the downsides are there. But again, on a budget, it, it looks great if you get the right product. Uh, so, I mean, upgrading a modern upgrade would be solid surface, in my opinion. Uh, but again, going back, if you, if you don't have the budget for it, just replacing with a newer color, of laminate i mean might be the way to go too getting rid of the drab pea green (laughs) the pea green or the mauve or avocado (laughs) the avocado (laughs) countertop uh yeah i mean we obviously we've seen um some pretty dated stuff and there's a lot of really dated stuff out there um but a modern look even if it's not necessarily a solid surface countertop is going to benefit the resale value of your home for sure yeah i mean that that was kind of that it was almost like a running joke You'd watch any of these uh, home improvement shows or, you know, flip this house or whatever. And every single person that walked in the door, oh, it's got to have granite. Has to have granite. If it granite. doesn't have granite, I'm not buying this house. Granite, yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of one of those things that if it's on that list of, you know, the, the, a high in, a return on your investment, then it's probably not a bad thing to do. Another thing that's funny about that is a lot of people shopping for homes don't even know the difference between granite and quartz or soapstone. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of products out there that are solid surface countertops that are not granite. 
Yeah. And people say, I want granite. They don't really know that they want granite. They know they want a solid surface countertop. True. But they true. don't know it's called that. They just think it's granite. And then you start having this conversation about how granite is different than quartz and all of that. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. I just want it to be really hard and, you know, one piece. Yeah. Uh, so there's that whole thing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information when it comes to countertop, but really ultimately in the end, something that's durable, something that looks good and matches the rest of your kitchen, uh, and something that's low maintenance, something that's easy to wipe up, something that's easy to work with on a daily basis, something that makes you feel like when you clean your countertop that it's actually clean. Those are the things that are important, and yeah. those are the things that will raise the resale value of your home. I agree. Uh, all right. One of my favorite upgrades in the kitchen is the Touch 2.0 faucet. <laughs> I have one. It seems like one of those like cheesy things, right? You know, where it's it's basically the faucet, your kitchen faucet that you touch. You leave the water on and you just touch it and there's a little uh, solenoid in there that turns on and off the water valve and it's um, it's amazing. I absolutely love it and every time I go somewhere that doesn't have it, I'm always touching the top of people's <laughs> yeah. faucets. Like, yeah. why don't you work? Yeah. I remember when I remember when touch lamps were pretty new. Yeah. Right? yeah instead of a instead of a switch or or a whatever, a button, uh, you would just touch the lamp and it would turn it on. And I remember that was uh I got a few of those in my house, and then next thing you know, every time I wanted to turn on a light, I would just touch the lamp, and then when people didn't have it, I thought to myself, Ugh, drives you crazy. These people are living in the nineteenth century. <laughs> what is happening here? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like your faucet. I like that you just touch it and it turns on. I like that. You don't have to touch it with your fingertips. You nope. can touch it with the back of your hand or your elbow or whatever, which especially in a time like we've seen recently with a pandemic, you know, that's something that's really great. You're not handling the handle constantly. You can just tap it and uh, have it on and have it off. And that's great. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it. Hand, the biggest thing to me is like handling whatever kitchen, you know, chicken or whatever. You know, you get your hands drenched in yucky stuff. Yeah, and you can just tap it with the back of your hand, and it turns on. And it's great, right, right? And you're not passing E. coli or whatever, you know, from from germs, germs everywhere, place to place to place. Yeah, I do really like that. We actually have to take a quick break, Corey. When we come back, more home modernization with your weekend warriors. We'll be right back. Built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Hey, if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and our YouTube channel. Uh, we are at WW Home Show. Uh, you can just search that and find us. Uh, or you can go to par.com, click on the Weekend Warriors link. That'll take you to our website, which is also www.homeshow.com. Uh, click on our links there. Our email address is on there, which, which are weekendwarriorsatpar.com. If you ever have any questions or comments, you can send those over to us. If you, if you missed any portion of this show or want to listen to any of our other, our other shows, you can go catch those uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. 
All right, so today we're talking about modern upgrades for your home. Uh, we're in the kitchen. Talked about soft clothes hinges and solid surface countertops. What else do we got, Tony? I'll tell you what. I will never forget the day that I made the change, the upgrade, from my standard dishwasher to a quiet dishwasher. Oh, man. And I thought to myself, I mean, how quiet can it be? It's got loud work to do, right? And they are loud. You can hear that thing spraying water, you know, and dishes are rattling around. I mean, I feel like it's a it's a pretty big thing, and to keep that quiet would be impossible. But you know what? I can't even hear mine running. I literally, I start it, and I only know it's on because the light is whatever color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our original dishwasher sounded like a Blackhawk helicopter. Yeah. It was so loud. <laughs> and it, you'd, you'd be in the living room, in the other room, watching TV, running the dishwasher, and you'd have to turn the volume up on the TV. Because the dishwasher is so loud. <laughs> so loud. You had an angry dishwasher. Oh, man. We got the new one. We went into the store, and I said, I want the quietest dishwasher they make. I don't even care what it costs. Yeah. Just give me the quiet one. And uh, I'll be honest, though, you, you got to kind of watch out for some of those that are super quiet. Um, I feel like they don't work as well. They don't clean as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, pretty much an important yeah. uh, aspect, right? You got to make sure it's cleaning as good as the loud ones. Yep. Anyway. Otherwise, you've you missed the point. We're pretty happy with one we have, and it uh, has made a huge difference. Uh, another thing as far as decibels go in upgrading any kitchen, I feel like you need a quiet garbage disposal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've heard them. You turn them on and it sounds like they're full of just tin cans or something in there. Well, I'll tell you what. I think this is what I think. I think all garbage disposals start out quieter. And then as they get older and parts loosen up and they you know, start to wear out a little bit. I think they just get louder and louder and louder. If your garbage disposal is loud, it's probably time to replace it. I mean, they don't last forever. No, they don't. They just definitely don't. And if you've had to unclog or repair or, you know, unlodge something that's got stuck in there, then those crevices inside there have expanded or your gaskets have started to wear out probably or something in there you know it's worked itself to a place where it's probably time to replace it it's not uh it's not like you have to take out a loan they're they're not that expensive and honestly replacing one is a weekend warrior project yeah i would agree with that so it's definitely something you can do if your garbage disposal is driving you crazy that's time to replace it and when the one you get will be quieter i guarantee it <laughs> You guarantee it? I guarantee it. I guarantee. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one on my list is a hot water dispenser. Right on the t on the countertop, right by your sink, something that dispenses hot water, and then maybe even right next to that, a filtered water dispenser. It's uh, having filtered water in your house instead of going out and buying, you know, bottled water or, you know, having the, the filter that – or the filtered water jug that goes into your your refrigerator having it right there is very nice same thing goes for the hot water i use my hot water dispenser a lot we make tea and coffee you know even when we're making food where we have to boil water we use the hot water dispenser and then put it on the stove and it's already three quarters of the way boiling it's crazy well i eat ramen every day you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just ramen. Uh, because, you know, they're very inexpensive. You get them at Costco. It's like 25 cents a pack. 
And a hot water dispenser makes it so easy to prepare. Ramen, the flower, the flavor packet, hot water dispenser. Boom, three meals a day. I don't think I've eaten ramen since college. <laughs> I've also been a long time since I eat ramen. But it sounded like, you know, it sounded like someone who eats ramen a lot would really appreciate a hot water dispenser. Totally. It, it can be kind of a novelty thing for people who don't use it. But if you drink tea or hot cocoa, uh, my kids had hot cocoa all the time. They loved it. My wife drinks tea all the time. She loves it. My mother-in-law drinks tea a lot. So if it's if it works for you, it's great. can be kind of a novelty item, but you know what? Resale value. People like them. Yeah, I love ours, so... Uh, all right, some other things in the kitchen that are for uh, that you should upgrade in a modern home. Uh, you should upgrade maybe your stove to a gas or a dual fuel situation. Uh, do you know the difference between a, between a gas oven and a dual fuel oven? I do not, and I'll tell you, I've never actually lived in a home that had gas. Oh, really? Yes, my homes have never had gas. My, I've always bought homes that used Beanol. Beano? No, Beano. What is that? <laughs> Beano. <laughs> they were uh, gasless homes. All no my homes gas. have been gasless, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's a very modern, uh, everybody wants gas for their stoves, the cooking cooking stoves. We actually had our stove go out, and I didn't know this, so we went to the store, and I said, hey, we need a new stove. And the guy said, all right, what's the dimensions? I gave him the dimensions, and he says, do you want uh, gas, electric, or dual fuel? And I'm like, I don't know what dual fuel means. I thought dual fuel meant that it was like, you know, either propane instead of natural gas or it ran on both. You know, I was thinking like in a car, you know, like E85 ethanol it runs on ethanol or regular. <laughs> I didn't know. It runs on white gas. So the guy didn't say. Yeah, I mean, there's other things like my camp Airplane stove. Fuel. I have a camp stove that, that was a dual fuel camp stove, stove and it ran on kerosene or propane. Oh, interesting. Okay. So... He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, we want a gas, gas stove, gas oven. And he was like, all right. So we we put the whole thing on order. And then going home, reading more about it, I was like, oh, man, we made the wrong choice. Dual fuel is the way to go, huh? Dual fuel means that it is the stove top is gas, natural gas, and the oven is electric. Oh, that is the way to go. That's the way to go. Because, and here's the thing, if you have... A, uh, an electric, or sorry, if you have a gas oven. Yeah, it's problematic. It's very problematic because it doesn't maintain its temperature evenly. So if you bake a lot or if you do things like that, the temperature gets really hot and then it cools down, then it gets hot, then it cools down. It's very bad for baking. Well, we know this because we all, we own travel trailers and travel trailer stoves or ovens run on Propane, right? right? So the so heating something in the oven with gas is problematic. I've never owned a home that had gas, but my travel trailer does. And so, but I know from your house that the cooktop, the gas cooktop, man, you can heat stuff up so fast. You can char vegetables. You can heat up your tortilla, you know, just like right out on the open flame. So having an open flame on your cooktop is very nice and it heats fast, but having conventional oven that's electric, that makes a lot of sense. I know we probably have a lot of listeners listening to this going, oh, you idiot. guys are idiots. Idiots. <laughs> How did they not know that? You gotta learn something sometime. Right? 
I, that was the that was the very first time I had ever bought a stove. Right. Recently. Right. And it's because every house that I've ever owned came with one. Hey, the last time you know I bought I mean? a stove was in 2005, and I got a scratch and dent from the appliance store <laughs> because I was thinking to myself, a stove only needs to do one thing, man. Cook. Boil water and burn pizza. That's all it's got to do. Make ramen. And so I went and make ramen. And I went with the cheapest one I could find, uh, scratch and dent. And honestly, it's lasted forever. It's been good. But I can see the value in having something like that. And that actually just now knowing that that's available now is exciting. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more home modernization with Tony and Corey. Don't go away. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today, we're talking about modern upgrades for your house. And uh, we've been in the kitchen. We've got a few more items in the kitchen that you probably should upgrade. In uh, one of them is a drawer microwave. Have you seen these things, Tony? I haven't. If it, if it hadn't been for you talking to me about it, I would not have known. I actually mentioned it to my wife, and she said she has seen them, um, but I haven't. No, tell me more about it. I first started seeing these things in newer construction homes. You know, I'm a contractor salesman. I sell home builders, and occasionally I'll walk through the newly completed homes, and I've been seeing them all over the place. It's a microwave that sits down below, you know, the old kind of old way was either a sitting on top, on top of your countertop or, you know, going back even further, every builder used to put them above the oven or the stove top. So it was a combination microwave range hood, right? Right. right. And it's always above your head. So you're kind of opening the door and pulling hot stuff out at <laughs> eye level or above eye level. Well, for you, because you're short, but <laughs> I could always see in there. Well, around my house, <laughs> I am the tallest one oh. in my house. <laughs> That's right. And when my daughter cooks things in that microwave, it scares me because yeah. she's pulling these, you know, molten lava things out of the microwave above her head. With her bare hands. With her bare hands, you know, it's cooking oatmeal and things. And I'm like, man, do not... Be very Spill careful, that. yeah. I always tell her to get the, the step stool. Step stool. Uh, but anyway, the newest appliance variation of the microwave is the drawer. And you put it below the counter, and it sits down low enough where you just push a button, and a drawer opens, and that's the microwave. You set your stuff down in it, then you close the drawer. Yeah, I think the, the most notable thing here is that it opens from the top, right? It opens from the top. The top of the microwave opens. Or it's open. You put stuff down oh, right. into it through the top. Right. See, my microwave is below the countertop. But it's just a standard old-style door microwave. But the door, right? The door opens from the front. And that is the biggest difference. If if my microwave was on, even if it was a regular microwave that was sitting on a drawer and the or a, or a, and a, a shelf that pulled out like a drawer, uh, full extension shelves, even if it was on that, 
and you pulled it out and it opened from the top. What you're saying is yours actually is the drawer. You pull it out. It's open. You put your stuff in it. You close the drawer and that's how it heats. That's right. That seems very interesting to me. Um, having the microwave below the counter is good, uh, except for when you have to bend over to open and close the door, which is, you know, what makes it mo- moderately challenging. Yeah. Well, it's uh, like I said, it's a modern thing. You should check it out. If you're remodeling your kitchen, that is one of the things that you should maybe consider. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm remembering this kitchen that the weekend warriors that we did, um, recently, we actually have a video that uh, will be released sometime in the near future of this kitchen that we remodeled. And uh, it was, there was an opportunity for something like that in that kitchen. And it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Because, <laughs> well, you know, sometimes the kitchen remodel is on a budget and That's there's true. not an opportunity. And you have to choose what's going to be the priority and what's not. And in this case, even though that's a great option, uh, it wasn't in the budget. Yes, sir. So, so you gotta you gotta balance that. So we're giving you all these great ideas, but all of them cost money, and you may not be able to do them all. But maybe something in here sparks your interest and motivates you to to do something cool, like this next one. The next one I have is a very cool one. It's uh, motion lights inside of your uh, closets and in your pantry. You know, even if you have cabinet pantry doors that are, you know, like a smaller pantry, uh, it's dark. If you, when you open the thing up, they have them that are motion activated or even have little micro switches that go on the hinges. So when you open it up, ah, lights click on. Nice. And then when you close it, lights click off. And it, uh, it's one of those things that is so nice if you've ever had a closet like inside of your house that when you open the door, it's just dark. Doesn't matter if you turn all the lights on in the house. It's still dark in that closet. Um, I actually recently saw in a house, a remodel, where they installed uh, long, you know, like four foot long, like old, like the old school halogen shop lights, but like LED style. And they put it on the wall on the inside of the closet above the door. And it was on a switch system. So when you opened the door, that that thing turned on and it lit the entire closet up amazingly. So it's kind of one of those things that it's not a very expensive upgrade, but you have to think about it because if you want to run power to it, you got to have it all ready to go and you got to get the correct um, switch going with the, the, the door or the hinge or motion activated. I actually have, um, I actually have a light switch in my pantry currently that, is that is well it's a switch it's new and it's cool right i think but it's still a switch it's a dimmer switch so it allows me to have a a brighter or not as bright in there but i really feel like it was i really feel like it would be so much better if it was motion motion sensor yeah and i think you can actually install one of those right on the wall right where the switch is it's a rocker now, but I think you can install a rocker switch that is a motion sensor right on the wall. You Absolutely. Don't even, you don't even have to make new holes in the sheetrock or anything. Uh, not expensive. Easy to do. Weekend Warriors project for sure. Yeah. You just take the old switch out, put a new motion-activated switch in. Done. It's got a little you know, clear bulb thing on it that, yeah. that detects motion. Yep. That's something I 
am going to do. I need to do that in mind. I, I think this uh, having to reach for the switch every time you walk into the pantry is a bummer. Agreed. Um, what about a what about a wine fridge? I know that when I did my kitchen remodel here five wow five or six years ago, um, my wife wanted a wine fridge. I don't know why we don't really drink wine, <laughs> um, but she well, wanted a she wanted a wine fridge for soda and water and a fridge that someone could walk in, a guest could be at the house, open up the fridge and see thirty or forty different things in there that they might be interested in. You know what I mean? Just a fridge that had all kinds of drinks in it. You call it a wine fridge because that's what people call it, but really it's just a small beverage fridge. Yeah, it's a beverage fridge with a glass door uh, that keeps your stuff cold, really cold. Right? Not like barely cold. And there can be an assortment of stuff in there. Bottles, cans, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. It does store wine. It can store wine. So Yeah. It's uh that's one of those upgrades that I didn't do that I'm mad at our we're mad at ourselves for not doing. Yeah. Uh but it's definitely a good upgrade. That's one we did put in that last kitchen remodel that we did there. And uh and it's that that fridge I've been and seen recently, and it's got a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, uh, cool. very cool. Uh, another one would be a wine rack. If you, uh, I know it's kind of a that's kind of an old upgrade, but it's uh, especially living in living in the Pacific Northwest where wine has become so popular. Sure, uh, yeah, wineries have exploded here in the valley. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we haven't had any wine explosions. <laughs> uh, but exploded in popularity. Popularity, yeah. For sure. they, they definitely uh, they are popping up everywhere. Uh, wine country, like in the Newburgh, Dundee, you know, area um, in Oregon. Here, it has uh, definitely it is big. It's big. It's big. I mean, it, we're practically a, a Napa Valley too. Napa Valley too. Yeah, Napa. Well, for Pinot Noir, I'd say we're we're better. Oh, we're better than Napa Valley, huh? Nice, my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, it is that would be something that would um, that would be a selling item, in my opinion, for someone walking through your home and looking to to buy in this area. Absolutely, that's why I said it's a modern upgrade. Modern upgrade. All right, one of the last ones in the kitchen would be to uh, install. This is how this sounds crazy, and I thought it was crazy. Uh, but my wife mentioned this to me. She wants to get strip lighting uh, for underneath the cabinets, under like the kick plate down there. Yeah. And they're, they make these strip lights that are motion activated and run on batteries. So if you walk into the kitchen, she wants to put it in the bathroom so that the, when the kids walk into the bathroom, they're not clicking on the lights, you know, one in the morning, you know, waking people up. Because they have to go to the bathroom, but when you walk in, that little motion light turns on, clicks the light on, and it's just this nice light that illuminates the whole floor, and uh, it's a very cool. Very I think cool the upgrade. key to the success there is the motion activated, and I'll tell you why. Because battery operated lights, the reason why they aren't more popular is because you turn them on and forget to turn them off, then the batteries die, and you have to replace the batteries. But motion sensor is the way to go. It comes on when it sees you, it goes off a short time after that, and you're not wasting your batteries, and LED doesn't take much anyways. Absolutely. we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more home modernizations. We'll be right back.
Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for staying with us today. We're talking about modern home upgrades. And uh, we kind of spent a lot of time in the kitchen because I feel like the kitchen is the centerpiece of any home. And if there's any upgrades you need to be doing, it's probably in the kitchen. Uh, But I wanted to move on because I want to talk about a segment that is very fun to me. And I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years really diving into this and, and buying some things. Several years ago, we had some dudes on our show from a company called Evolved Home. Evolved Home. And yeah, Corey Roth over there came onto the show and he talked about home automation. They basically take computer systems and sensors and motion activated things and set up your house in such a way that it becomes more like your car, kind of. That's how he described it. You know, you walk up to your car. You have a key in your pocket. You reach for your door handle. It recognizes your key. It automatically unlocks the door. You get in because the car recognizes your key. It says, okay, well, your key is different than your spouse's key. So it sets your seat up to the, you know, the, the settings that you like. It sets the, the radio stations to the ones that you like. It has everything set up in there. And it's, it does this all automatically. That, that is what higher-end luxury cars do in the home is still the old school you walk up you put the key in the lock you turn the doorknob you walk in you start clicking lights on and it's <laughs> yeah you know it's not automated so what these guys have done is taken that to an extreme with automating home functions and there is a level at which it's very high end you know you can spend tens of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars automating your home from lights to, um, you know, window blinds that open and close. Coffee makers that come on. Right. I mean, and everybody has the kind of simple functions where you can set timers and do things like that. But uh, the stuff that they do is very Audio and video reception at the front door. Absolutely. That is available to you from your cell phone or other smart device, even when you're not there. Yep. I mean, there's some pretty deep stuff. There's a lot of stuff. It's uh, stuff that you would never think of if you haven't really done any research on it. But I want to talk about it a little bit because I find it super fun. There is a a level, more consumer-friendly level of home automation that's available today. Uh, and, and we've all seen them, you know, the Google Home, the, you know, the the Ring, the Alexa, you know, the Amazon oh, yeah. Alexa, yeah. where you have these smart speakers. Um, Apple has one called HomeKit. It's, they have their Siri system that's set up with this, what's called HomeKit. And you buy things that are compatible with HomeKit that do home automation type things. And it's ever evolving and it's become simple. And I've started to set it up in my house in different things, and it's just very, very cool. Some of the things that I have are uh, Lutron light switches that are, that are called Casita light switches that you replace the switch that you have, 
with these new switches that go in, and they talk to each other with Bluetooth and wireless signals with your lights that connect to your HomeKit system. And you can set them up with motion sensors, you can set them up with timers, and you can talk to your smart speaker. I can say to my smart speaker, hey Siri, turn on the dining room lights. And she will do that for me. The dining room lights are off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but my phone's sitting here. I did hear that. Yeah, that's very funny. So you just turned your dining room lights on. I did. And we're not even, yeah. <laughs> From the, from the recording studio. My wife's probably thinking there's a ghost in the house. Um, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a very, very cool thing that sounds cheesy, but it is so helpful. Imagine walking in your house with armfuls of groceries, and you walk up. They, they have sensors now that you can put on your door locks that you can just unlock your door with, because your proximity to your key in your pocket unlocks your door so then you open the door and the lights turn on the you can even have it to where music turns on and starts playing your favorite music when you get home from work Mm -hmm. Uh, you can actually set scenes you can you can tell her to hey i'm cooking and you can set a scene for for what that means is your lights situation for how you like the lighting to look when you're cooking or when you're eating dinner or when you have a dinner party, or when you have uh, after dinner and, and you want all the lights to go dim and you can dim everything down automatically, you can just tell her to, you know, it's after dinner and then set everything up that way. It's just really helpful to me to have a smart home in those senses. And it and once I've started down that path, it's super fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that you would do for a perfect scenario in 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 the in a situation, right? Like let's say you would dim the lights over the counter or over the island. You dim the lights over the island to a certain point, right? Right. And then you would turn out the lights in the dining room and in the stairway that goes upstairs and you would turn on the light that's on the back patio. This is when it gets dark or you've just finished dinner. Uh, and then you would turn on some music, right? That's lightly playing in this one. You see, but on a daily basis, you won't take time to do all of those things. Right. You won't. You like it. It's nice. But you won't take time to do all of those things. Instead, you just walk out of the room and turn everything off. And you still have to turn everything off. But now you can just say, this is the thing. It's after dinner. Dinner's over. Yep. And you say that. It's and bedtime. All of these things that you talked about all get done simultaneously, and you didn't have to do anything but speak a word. That seems like it could be cheesy, but the fact is, wow. Uh, it really makes life more comfortable and more... Um, homey. Homey. That it just, really does. Just exactly what you would want to do if you had time to do all of those things every day. One of my favorite ones is to say, it's bedtime, and... Siri will turn off the TV, all of the lights, and she. I have her set up to turn on my hallway, dim down to like 5%. So it's just really dim in the hallway that illuminates my way to my bed. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you can also have a smart thermostat, which would allow 
for you to say something about going to bed and it changes the temperature in the house from what might have been 69 to maybe 67 or 66 or five. Um, you know, that nighttime temperature in the, in the winter time or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's, those are some very cool things that you just have to do otherwise. And, uh, it seems very, very cool to me. I, I love that you're partially towards, uh, where you want to be as you're doing the work yourself. Well, and there's some other things involved in the smart home that make it really, really useful. So I'll go over those after this break. Awesome. Going to take another quick break. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about modern home upgrades. Uh, before the break, we were talking about smart home stuff. Uh, one of my favorite topics. One thing I wanted to mention, if you are diving into the smart home uh, category, I would say that you need to upgrade your home router setup. If you've got the original router that they gave you when you signed up for high-speed internet, you know, just the standard old Wi-Fi router, uh, you probably need to upgrade that thing to what's called a Wi-Fi 6 mesh router. And it's the latest and greatest. Wi-Fi 6 is extremely fast uh, with some of the highest gigabit speeds you can get these days. Uh, Wi-Fi 6 can keep up. Uh, but one thing uh, that I said there, mesh. Now, what that means is you if you ever walk into a spot in your home, like in your bedroom or uh, out into your garage and you lose all signal and you just have no Wi-Fi or you have dead spots around your house. I know we've all suffered from this. If you have that old school router that you've had for four or five years sitting down in a closet or down by your entertainment center in, you know, in the living room and you get up to your bedroom and it's gone, the Wi-Fi 6 or mesh router system gives you these like pods that you put around your house and it expands your Wi-Fi tremendously. It, they talk to each other and it creates like this uh, really large signal around your house. Like, so I have a Wi-Fi 6 setup with three, uh, what they call satellites, two satellites in the base unit. And I have them spread out around my house, evenly spaced. I can get in my car and almost drive down the street and still be connected to my Wi-Fi. I can walk wow. out to every corner of my property and have full Wi-Fi bars. It's amazing. Wow. And because it's Wi-Fi 6, it is unbelievably fast. So if you have that problem, that's definitely an upgrade I would make. They're not terribly cheap. You're going to pay between three and 500 bucks for a good mesh router, Wi-Fi 6 mesh router system. Um, but it's one of those things that you won't have to upgrade for a very long time and it will essentially eliminate 
your dead spots in your house. How many different modules did you? Does it come with? Is it like three or four or? No, it's so uh, depends on your kit. You can buy them that is that is two, so one router and one satellite, and that will extend your coverage, and that will pretty much cover any house up to like twenty five hundred square feet. Oh wow! Uh, but if you get three, you buy the three kit, so the base unit plus two satellites, and you can expand more if you want. Uh, if your house is a mansion, um, but you pay a little bit more, and but the the coverage is just ab- absurd. So, well, I'll tell you what I I can I can relate right now. Um, if I walk outside of my back patio door, I cannot get service on my back patio. That's a problem for me, especially since I have a an unbelievably gorgeous covered back patio, and we're in the Pacific Northwest. And I'll tell you what. Um, summer nights are amazing. I love to be out on the back patio, but I can't look at Pinterest and all of the new furniture that I want to put on my back patio when I'm sitting out there because I don't get any service out there. Yeah. And the same goes out the front door. So yeah, I, I, this is something that would benefit me for sure. Absolutely. So anyway, that's one of those upgrades I would make. Um, some other ones, as far as smart home, I would consider these smart home, but maybe some motion activated floodlights. Great for security. Uh, the, and you can get them dumb, too. You don't have to have the high and fancy, connected, uh, motion-activated floodlights. Just the old, good old motion-activated yeah. ones you put on the side of your house, on the front of your house. Yeah. So when would-be uh, robbers or opportunists come up, you know, those lights click on and they scare them. Mm-hmm. Because criminals, we've talked about this show before, criminals are, you know... Most of them are crimes of opportunity. So if they walk up and it's dark, your car's unlocked, nobody's going to see. Right. So they open the door, they're in, they're out, they're gone. Yep. So I like motion-activated lights. Uh, Doorbell cameras, security cameras. We've all seen the ring. I have a ring, and I love it. I think it's a really cool thing. I can Every time somebody rings my doorbell, it shows up on my phone. I don't even have to be home. It pops up, shows me a picture of who they are. I can talk to them yeah. from anywhere. It's uh, it's pretty nice. And if I'm if I'm gone and my kids are home alone, let's say, and somebody walks up to the front door, I get a notification saying there's motion. Hey, somebody is at your front porch, and I can see what's going on there. Before you know, you just never know. Yeah. So, uh, doorbell security, security cameras. Um, yeah, that's probably. Probably about it in the security section, but inside the home, there's some other really cool upgrades that I think you should make along those lines, like USB outlets. Oh, yeah. Do you have any of those, Tony? I do. I have two, but they're mint. I mean, they're not inexpensive, or at least when I bought mine, they weren't. Uh, They are pretty inexpensive now. You can go to Costco and buy like two packs, I think, for... 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. I, pay, I spent 60 bucks on the on each of the two that I bought for my house. But again, that was five years ago. Yep. They've come down. And uh, I put them in the most important spots. You know, I put them in the kitchen, on the kitchen, right above the kitchen counter where cell phones get set, you know, right in the perfect spot to plug them in. Uh, also, the speaker that uh, we use. Um, so that's what. And then, you know, another one in the in the family room, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. Replacing outlets with outlets that have USB plugs is, I mean, everything charges with USB now. Practically, yeah. Practically. So having them right there, you don't have to have the bricks 
those big bricks, you can use the regular plugs. You, know, you can plug your lamp in and then still have two USB outlets. Super cool. Yeah, two for 20 bucks is a pretty good deal yep. comparatively. Uh, another, you know, big upgrades on our list are always going to be LED lights, light bulbs. If you're replacing your old uh, halogen or, you know, compact fluorescent or even just old incandescent bulbs, I highly recommend getting LED. Uh, one of the things when buying LED lights is to make sure that you're getting the color spectrum that you want. You know, they they sell them in color spectrums from like very yellow like they they measure it in Kelvin Amber. in Kelvin, you can get them in like the two to three thousand Kelvin range, which is like your standard incandescent bulb, all the way up to like five and six thousand Kelvin, and they're they're like blue. So I see this sometimes driving through neighborhoods, and I I'm not a big fan of the really blue, bright blue lights, but you'll see you'll see these driving down the road where you see somebody has replaced their exterior lights with those just really harsh white blue ones. So make sure when you're reading the package, the lower the Kelvin, the yellower it is, the higher the Kelvin, the the bluer it is. Interesting. So very interesting. I like the two to three thousand range. That's my my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I I've bought a lot of the LED lights that are in my house now from IKEA. And IKEA has a very nice display that shows the color range. And uh they do a very good job of describing to you what you're getting and how it looks on the package so that you're not confused and getting something that you don't want. Yeah. Uh, another one that can be really confusing, and one of my things on my list for upgrades is to put dimmer switches in. Every, I have dimmer switches all over my house. I love to be able to dim the lights down, uh, even in the bathroom. You know, dimming the lights down in the bathroom, you get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or whatever, it's nice to not have that super bright, harsh light turn on. Yeah. Makes so, you squint because you just can't. I mean, it takes a while before you're ready to. Absolutely. So, but make sure if you're replacing your bulbs, not all LED bulbs are dimmable. So you got to make sure that you, whatever bulb you grab, that it is dimmable. And another thing is not, and this is kind of weird, but not all dimmer switches are compatible with dimmable LEDs. <laughs> right. So sometimes you'll get it in there, you put the bulb in, you'll turn the dimmer down, and the light bulb might flicker. You flicker, yep. That's or, exactly what happens. another problem might be, it might not turn off. You turn it all the way down, the LED turns down to almost nothing, and it uh, will stay on, just very, very light. Yeah. So that's not a problem with the bulb, it's just incompatible with your dimmer. Right. All right, we've got to take another quick break. When we come back, more home modernization with Your Weekend Warriors. Don't go away. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. If you haven't already, make sure you go check out our Facebook and Instagram and our YouTube pages. We are at WW Home Show. Uh, it's easiest just to go to par.com and click on the Weekend Warriors link, and that'll take you over to our website, which is wwhomeshow.com. Uh, and then you can find all of our links on there. We'd love hearing from you. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at weekendwarriors at par.com. 
if we just, we absolutely, anything, anything at all, just let us know and we'll try and get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, another thing is if you miss this show or any part of the show and you want to listen to it, uh, you can go subscribe to our uh, podcast. Just search the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. It should come right up. Uh, so anyway, yeah, go check us out. Like us and follow us. Yeah, today we're talking about things that you can do to modernize your home. And uh, we talked about the kitchen for a while. Uh, we talked about some home automation. And uh, and we're going to sort of round out the inside of the house before we move to the outside and talk about some of the things out there. But um, uh, before we move to the next item on the list, Corey, I wanted to talk a little bit about the walls. I feel like there's an opportunity on the walls. There's so many, so many things that you can do on the interior walls of the home that can really make it more modern. Here's number one. And this comes uh, as advice from uh, one of our, our buddies that works at a paint supply place. He said something that, that a lot of homeowners don't do is, when they're choosing the colors for the interior of their home is they choose one room at a time. I want to do something here in this room. I want to do something in this room. The kitchen's going to be like this. And then they say the ceiling is going to be like this. And then the trim is going to be like this. When really that's not the way to approach it at all. If you want your home to be cohesive and you want to have these sort of colors in these rooms, start with a family of colors. These are colors that are tied together in one way or another. They're not all the same color, but they're in the same family of colors. When you go to a paint store and you're looking at colors, if you choose one color, they'll choose for you four or five other colors that go with that color. These are a family of colors and experts put these colors together and say, these are, uh, these are pleasing to the eye and to the brain. So if this is, if this is about the color you're looking for, then choose these five colors to go with it, choosing a family of colors and then deciding once you have the colors, what rooms you want to put them in, what the trim is going to look like, what the ceiling color is going to look like. And that is how you're going to find something that is pleasing to someone who's walking through your home and looking at buying it. Yeah. The, uh, I'll tell you one thing, the out of date, we talk about this on, on this show sometimes, out of date things. And the, what do you call that? The statement wall or what do you call that? The accent wall. The accent wall. Yeah, the accent wall. That is kind of a, an old, outdated out of date, date thing. Now. It's an outdated thought process. Yeah. It's an outdated approach to to adding life to your house, right? They're, they're, now, those types of things aren't gone. Pops of color are not gone. It's just not an accent wall now. It's done differently. Um, but I'll tell you what. Paint is one really good way to modernize your home if you do it right. Wall treatments also are a way to modernize your home. Wainscot, uh, whether it's Wainscot in one room, whether it's in a couple of rooms, whether it's three foot tall or six foot tall, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but woodwork on the walls can be very beautiful and if, if it's just treated and done properly. So find some pictures, something that you like, um, but treating the wall can be a really nice way to modernize the home. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to say while you were talking about paint is something to consider when you're modernizing your paint in your house is to choose low VOC paint. And VOC stands for Volatile Organic Compounds. And when they make paint, they put that stuff in there, 
you know, for bonding and for drying, but you can actually buy paint that has low VOCs because anything you put on your walls is going to off gas. It's going to off gas these VOCs and you're going to breathe it in. So in my opinion, I don't think you want that stuff in your house smelling all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you use a low VOC, uh, you'd be helping the indoor air quality of your home. Absolutely. That Speaking is of which, correct. indoor air quality, it's one of those things. It's not very modern, but it uh, <laughs> at least in modern age, we're thinking about it more. Thinking about it is a modern, yeah. Uh, so it might be time to modernize with an air purifier, in a, whole, a whole home air purifier, or even just a room air purifier. I know in past years, we've struggled with forest fires here, uh, so... Thinking about that and having better air quality inside of your home by filtering it is extremely important. In Absolutely. My I agree. I have multiple air purifiers in my home, and um, it will make the interior of your home crisper and cleaner, and uh, you won't have those nagging uh, cooking smells that sort of have a tendency to hang around, right? It, it, it gets those things purified right away, gets those odors out of the house, Um allergens and if you have pets those types of things it definitely does a good job i don't think you can have too many um but i've got two that are doing a good job for me and i definitely agree i'll let you know one thing it actually reduces dust inside of your home so absolutely because it's filtered and that filter collects that stuff and allows you to throw it away put in a new filter and start all over again it's a great plan yeah all right uh, a couple other things you know we talked about this before but Getting replacing and putting in a new high efficiency furnace and a new high efficiency air conditioner. If you have that, if you have areas of your home that just aren't covered very well, consider putting in a mini split. A uh, mini split is its own uh, very small heat pump that you put outside, small unit outside, and it runs to a head unit inside of your room. I actually put a mini split up in my bonus room. Uh, it just never got the heat in the winter and it never gets the cold in the summer. So you, you can't really spend any time up there. We've converted it now to a uh, guest bedroom. And if without that thing, our guests would be hundred percent miserable. Right. So consider that that's a good one. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially if you have a home that does not have a furnace, if you have a home with uh, space heating and you're currently using a window unit air conditioner to cool your home. Uh, yeah, a mini split is a really good option for sure. Yeah, they work fantastically. Uh, you know, here's another modern upgrade that is very popular. I actually did this on my home. Solar panels. Oh, yeah, you did. Solar panels are one of those things that will help you reduce your energy costs for the lifetime that you own them. They do cost money up front, but once you have that paid off, your monthly payment for your electricity bill is going to be minute right, compared to what it was. So, And you're helping out the environment. Yeah, here's something else to be said for that. You, what you did is you traded your monthly um, electrical bill for a monthly solar panel bill, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But now the money that you're paying towards your uh, solar panels is actually paying down. If you're paying for your electrical, even though that's the same payment you'd be making for your solar panels, you're never paying down the electrical. That is a payment that never ends. You'll pay it and pay it and pay it and pay it. If you start making that payment, transfer that payment over to be your electric, your 
solar panel payment, you only pay that until it's paid, and then you're done. And while that might take 10 or 20 years or whatever, you're working towards something. It's the difference between paying rent in an apartment and paying a mortgage in a home. Yeah, The mortgage in a home is paying towards something. Rent in, a, in an apartment is is literally not. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's making your money work for you. Solar panels are cool. You have to, they do have some maintenance. You have to clean them periodically. Yeah, periodically. I've cleaned mine a couple times. It's not hard. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that, that some stuff can gather on the glass <laughs> face and have to be, uh, wiped off. Yeah. But, uh, you're right. We actually, Corey, have to take another quick break. Uh, two quick things I wanted to mention to go along with solar panels. Backup batteries. And an electric car charger. Those are very, two very modern things that is almost essential if you're gonna have if you're gonna buy yourself a Tesla oh, or yeah. an electric car in the future. I mean, it is the wave of the future. So if you're not ready for it, uh, you know, I think uh, you're behind the times. You're absolutely right. But to take a quick break, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Today we're talking about modern upgrades for your house. Uh, before the break, I had mentioned solar panels, backup battery systems, and electric car chargers. I will say that the battery backup system is intriguing to me. I didn't get it on my house because I don't struggle with power outages regularly. I think I've lived in my house for almost 10 years, and I, we've had one power outage for more than 10 minutes. You know what I mean? We've had them here and there where power flickered and went off for a couple minutes. Uh, we only had one time where it went out for almost eight hours. And what we were able to do is I used, I have a backup ba uh, generator that I use for our travel trailer that I was able to use that to plug in, you know, and watch some TV. I ran our refrigerator for a little bit to make sure everything didn't get ruined. Um, so that's, that's a, to me, that's a better thing to do because the battery backup charge charger system is pretty expensive. Uh, but if you live in an area where you're, you know, you might be out in the country, you have a lot of issues with losing power on a regular basis. Uh, it's invaluable. So definitely look into that if you need to. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention, Tony, about the smart home, I, I totally forgot this. But this is a really cool upgrade to make is water alarms. And what I mean by water alarms is that you can get them for your appliances. You can get them for, you know, your laundry room, under the sinks, behind the toilet. They make these little wireless things that stick in places where you could potentially have water spraying or, or leaking. And as soon as it, it detects water, it notifies you. It either A, does one or two things. It notifies you and says, hey, you have a water problem. Uh, in this the, quadrant, this quadrant or this bathroom under the sink, I, I detected water or you can have it automatically turn off the water main coming into your house. Wow. So that's aggressive. It is aggressive. But if you've ever had water damage like that, like I have, we went through an eight month kitchen remodel because of some water damage. I don't want to go through that again. Right. So 
I'm actually looking into getting some of those things that I can put in areas that aren't necessarily easy to see. Yeah, you probably wouldn't put one in the bathtub. No. Or the Uh, shower. Yeah, or the shower. I mean, it might be telling you pretty often that (laughs) that there's water in that area. But areas where water should not be, behind the washing machine. Um, behind the refrigerator, under your sinks, uh, uh, next to your hot water heater. I mean, look at these water problems that we've had mm-hmm. in our recent years. You know what I mean? I had a hot water heater that failed, and it leaked water all over the place, ruined the floor, and I had to replace all of my flooring. Uh, Corey had a leaky refrigerator that ruined his floor. He had to replace his entire kitchen. Uh, you know, these are things where water, it does happen. It's not even like it doesn't happen that often. I feel like it's happening all the time. But putting a water sensor in a place where water should never be, another one here is in under the kitchen sink. I mean, you could put one under each of the bathroom sinks or all the bathroom sinks. There are places water shouldn't be. And if it's there, you need to know it right away yep. to save yourself thousands, if not Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Gobs. Tens of thousands. All right, let's move into the bathroom. There's some, there's definitely some bathroom upgrades if you're making them. Uh, But here's some of my favorites under mount sink, under your solid surface countertops. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Under mount sink is the way to go, in my opinion, because when you're cleaning and you have that lip, the over mount sinks or vessel sink. I mean, it's so much more cleaning. This is literally the opposite of a vessel sink. A vessel sink is an overmount sink. Totally. I this mean, would be undermount. It's, this literally sits on top of your countertop, and this one sits underneath your countertop. It's very modern. I like it. That's that's uh, my opinion. Well, I love my undermount sink in my kitchen. Yes. And that is phenomenal. So maybe it's time to put an undermount sink in my bathroom. I totally would if I were you. Uh, all right, so a couple more things in the bathroom. Water-saving showerhead. I know this is a touchy subject for some people because they love their water pressure. Uh, But they do make showerheads now that are water-saving, that use a lot less water, but they they don't sacrifice the pressure. I need one of those. I would recommend those. Another one is the toilet. You know, if you've got an old 20-year-old toilet that is about six gallons per flush, uh, the newer ones that are, you know... Two gallons or less do a unbelievable job. Not like the old low flow toilets, right? Right. That, that didn't, didn't quite move all of the stuff out that, that you wanted to move out. Clogged. Yeah. Uh, the newer ones, no problems at all. Uh, another one would be a bidet. Oh boy, these have become very popular ever since the toilet paper uh, disaster of 2019. I think you probably all remember that. The toilet paper shortage of 2019. <laughs> yeah. Bidets have skyrocketed in popularity. Yeah. Um, here's what I need to know. Based on a conversation you and I recently had about a bidet, I need to know whether or not this sells with instructions on how to use it. Because I feel like um, just a normal Joe is not really going to know exactly how to use it. Obviously, part of it is... Self-explanatory, but it's not entirely self-explanatory. You may find yourself in the middle of a bidet usage and not know how to get to the end 
of bidet usage. Well, I'm going to let you YouTube that. I'm not. <laughs> not going there. I'm, and, and since we're talking about bidet, which is a word that starts with a B, I'm going to say a bidet is very a bougie. Bougie. I know that is a very, a very popular word these days. It is bougie. Very. Uh, bougie. Okay. Uh, a couple more things in the bathroom would be uh, if you have an old bath fan that sounds, again, like a Chinook helicopter taking off, <laughs> you can replace them with very quiet bath fans. Um, I would recommend getting one with a humidity sensor. That's a great idea. They're great. You turn them on and you leave them on until the humidity goes down. Wow. Or you can have them with timers. So you turn them on, or with a motion sensor even. You walk in, it turns on, and then it stays on for 10 minutes after you leave or 15 minutes after you leave. So you don't have to worry about turning it on and knocking your anybody out. Here is a tip for, uh, for making your bath fan last for a very long time clean it when you look up there and you have and it has a lint blanket on it you vacuum that off vacuum off the lint blanket so it doesn't have to work so hard to get the air out of the bathroom that it's trying to get out it's amazing how many houses i've walked into and walked into the bathroom to use the bathroom and you look up i always i don't know why you can't even see up in there i always look at the bath fan it's got so much lint on it (laughs) there are so many people have that just like you said it's like a a comforter. Have you ever been using a window unit air conditioner and then you feel like it's just not getting cold enough? Like this thing needs to be getting colder or blowing more air. And then you check the filter and it's just caked with stuff. The fact is they don't put a filter on them and tell you to change the filter regularly just because it sounds like fun. It literally impedes the performance of items like that. And a bathroom fan is one of those things. You are literally choking it to death if you don't clean the the vent or the screen that's on the front of the yeah. fan. It's very easy to do. It's very easy. Vacuum cleaners, done. With, with the wand on it. That's what I we mm-hmm. use. I just you pull the, try the long wand out and clean it up. Absolutely. All right, a couple more things in the bathroom. Soft close toilet seats. I mean, soft close hinges and soft close... You know, drawers, amazing, but a soft-closed toilet seat. Must have if you have children. Oh, absolutely. Uh, another couple, couple more. Heated towel racks. Bougie. And heated floors. Bougie. Also very bougie. <laughs> but awesome. We actually put heated floors in that last uh, remodel that we did, that you and I did. And uh, it's very cool. Yeah, they're it's, inexpensive, really. It's really not that bad. It's got a module on the wall, and uh, you preset it every single day. For the entire 24 hours, right? Monday through Sunday, uh, for the entire 24 hours, you can have it come on or go off as often as you like. You preset it, you put it on the wall, and boom. Every time you go in there, the floor is exactly as you expect it to be because you preset it that way. Very nice, especially if you have tile floors. Toasty toes. Toasty toes. Uh, All right, let's quickly, on the exterior of the home, landscape lighting. If you're replacing your deck, go with composite decking. Mm-hmm. It's very modern. Yes. Yep. Uh, work on your outdoor living space. Uh, limit your grass. Grass takes water. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Consider xeriscaping. And lastly, replace all of your old gas equipment with new electric lawn equipment. Oh, yeah. Great idea. That is all we got. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. This has been another episode of your Weekend Warriors right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great weekend.